this um, passage actually makes us quite uncomfortable, isn't it? Because the good Jesus, the kind Jesus, uh, put you on the cheek Jesus, suddenly gets angry. He makes a whip, turns the tables around, kicks people out and shouts, get out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. And sometimes we've created an image of Jesus as this hippie, only proclaiming like love and peace. Uh, and we tend to be surprised when he is harsh. Uh, why isn't he showing love to these people who are trying to earn a living, actually out of taking advantage of people who come to worship God? Um, but actually, we, we looked at uh, John's gospel as a staff. Um, and each week in our staff meeting, we, we would read a, a passage or a chapter and um, discuss. And, and as we looked at it, I was surprised by how many times Jesus is discussing with uh, the Pharisees, how many times he is uh, he's just fighting with these religious leaders. Um, how much of the gospel is actually quite similar to the passage we have today. So sometimes our image of who Jesus is is a bit different to actually what we see portrayed in the Bible. Um, so this is a gospel that John's gospel is all about love, and yet there's hard talk in it. Yet actually um, Jesus speaks out quite a bit. And I think that there's no problem with that. I don't think it's 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 an issue. I think actually uh, that's great. And this is a Jesus I love. It's a Jesus who is able to confront things that are wrong. And uh, I don't know if any of you follows on social media this uh, this um, group or, or, or page, which is uh, very British problems. And it's really funny. Uh, it's it's very British and. Uh, maybe from an immigrant coming in and, and seeing, uh, it makes me laugh quite a bit. Um, and actually the, the person who, who uh, has this social media account also wrote a book called Born to be Mild. Uh, and I think just the title is really funny, but I think um, it made me think of, of this image that we sometimes created of Jesus being soft and mild. And actually Jesus is full of courage and uh, speaking out and when he sees an injustice, he has to speak out. He can't look the other way. He doesn't just let it continue. Uh, he just, he steps out to defend the weak, to stop the powerful. And loving is not always being a kind of understanding of everyone. It sometimes means we have to speak out. It sometimes means that we need to confront issues because the cost of not doing so is so much bigger. The cost of not speaking out means that those injustices continue happening. So actually, uh, the most loving thing we can do many times is just to speak out. And if we have a look at, at the journey in this gospel, which starts with the amazing chapter one, um, and then uh, we see that Jesus calls his disciples, then he turns water into wine, he's showing miracles. And then very early in the gospel, we find this passage where, um, where Jesus is confronting uh, the temple and the religious status. And the fact that John puts it uh, at this point in the in the gospel means that this is something that um, is very important for him. And it's part of what he wants us to realize. It's part of the, the big uh, part of, of Jesus' ministry. Uh, he He's basically showing that Jesus is there to confront the religious status and to do something different. Uh, and some people won't be happy with what Jesus has to say and do. Some structures need to be broken. Some lies need to be revealed. And Jesus' mission always had an opposition at that, that time, but also today. One of my heroes, uh, George Whitfield, said, if you're going to walk with Jesus Christ, you're going to be opposed. 
in our days, and this is the uh, 19th century, 18th century, sorry, in our days, to be a true Christian is really to become a scandal. Uh, and I think we, we need to re rediscover this prophetic aspect of being a Christian, becoming a scandal and confronting things that are wrong. But let's go back to our passage today. What were they doing wrong? People came from different places, so they, they actually needed money changers, and people wanted to buy animals to offer, which again is something they, they were supposed to do and they, they needed to buy them. But there are two things that we find that are wrong. And one is that they're selling inside the temple, and the temple was created as a sacred place for a prayer and for worship, not to, to become a market. And, um, and the second problem is that actually we read in the other Gospels that uh, it was a corrupt system. Um, Jesus calls them a den of robbers. So they're actually taking advantage. They weren't uh, doing things fairly. They're taking advantage of people. And, and there's a lot of dodgy business going around. Um, and obviously the religious leaders um, are involved in this in a way because they're letting it happen. And, um, and when Jesus uh, speaks out, the leaders aren't able to answer. They aren't able to reply. They're not saying, look, look actually, um, actually uh, they're doing, this is right what they're doing. They, they, they can't reply to Jesus' accusation um, because they're letting it happen and they might um, even have a cut out of it. And they weren't even able to stop Jesus, which is quite amazing that they, these uh, leaders feel they can't stop Jesus because he's saying what he's saying is right. So they can't just kick him out. They just let him do it. But they start um, accusing him as a person and they start saying, what authority do you have to do these things? Um, and and, and the, the, that conversation is really interesting because actually Jesus says uh, the very famous uh, phrase that um, they're going to destroy the temple and he'll rebuild it in three days. And, um, and they don't get what he's talking about. They think, uh, well, how are you going to build this building if it took us 46 years to, to do? How are you going to do it in three days? But Jesus is already hinting and showing that, that this, um, the kingdom is moving to a different place. It's moving from uh, God's presence being in the temple and, and kind of in a way led and by these religious leaders. And it's going out of that. And the new temple is Jesus. And afterwards, it will be us, uh, temple uh, people who carry God's presence. So symbolically, what Jesus is talking about is massive. He's saying um, the kingdom is, is, is being taken away from you, religious leaders, and it's being given to a new people who will just um, worship me and, and kind of follow me. So it's, it's an amazing, amazing passage where we, we see a lot of Jesus' mission unfold and, and, and kind of being shared. And it's all through a, a prophetic act of speaking out against what's wrong. And I'd like to today highlight this uh, prophetic, prophetic aspect of Jesus. Jesus speaking against injustice. Jesus fighting against what is wrong. Jesus not being mild but actually confronting the powerful leaders who are deceiving his people. And I love it when people have the courage to do this, especially when they aren't the usual complainers. You know, we have uh, the, the people who complain all the time and that gets uh, annoying and tiring many times. But, but this, uh, when someone that actually who is not used to speaking out, who's probably shyer, suddenly speaks out, when they speak out, I love it because they show courage and, and it means that what they're saying is really important for them. 
Uh, and I see this quite a bit on PCC, actually. At church, we have a PCC, and uh, sometimes I see people who don't comment too much, but suddenly you see them very passionate about something and speaking out and, and actually um, showing what maybe what they feel is an injustice or something that's wrong, and, and they actually speak out. And it's lovely to see because you can see how passionate they are for, for what they're, they're speaking out uh, about. And I think as Christians, we have that call to love our society, to love the world, and therefore to speak out against some things that are wrong. And I'm going to share a, a, a bit of a PowerPoint now. Um, so bear with me just a second as I share my screen. And, um, and this first slide is uh, taken from uh, a ministry called International Mis Mission Justice, or International Justice Mission, sorry. Um, uh, and I heard about them actually in Uwine last year. And this guy was speaking about how they're fighting against slavery, which is one of the things I feel can't happen in 2021, 2020. Uh, it's just incredible that this still happens. And they speak out against slavery. And, and this is a bit on their website. And it says slavery still exists. Every day, countless people are trafficked into slavery. As slave owners make a profit of their vulnerability. And they, they actually work with, with uh, lawyers and community partners to, to bring people out of slavery. And it's lovely just to go through their website and hear the stories of people who are coming out of slavery because of the amazing work these people are doing. And this is the kind of thing uh, that we as Christians should be doing. This is what uh, our prophetic um, work should be. This is what Jesus did in this passage. He's shouting out against injustice and doing something about it. And obviously there's consequences to it, but it's so worth doing. And um, another story I wanted to share, uh, this guy over here is someone I know. He's called Marcelo Neira and he's from Argentina. And um, I actually heard of him like something like 10 years ago or, or a bit less. Um, and what happened was that he um, he was he's a he's a minister in, in a city in the middle of kind of the north of Argentina. Um, and in, in his congregation, um, someone who was part of a kind of sex slavery um, became a Christian and started coming to church. And therefore, as a community, they looked after this person. Uh, and they they brought her in and, and they they made a kind of uh, they helped her stop doing what she was doing and and that meant that uh, certain powers in the area were, weren't happy at all they're actually really angry at him and at this this church because they they're, they're taking uh, people who were um, their slaves and, and and breaking their business so um, the problem is that they were quite far from the capital city and uh, the people involved with the sex slavery were the police and the judges and the politicians. So there was no one he could go to for help. And there's no way he could kind of uh, deal with this. And, and actually, he got um, some gunshots on his car and very serious threats. So he was praying and he didn't know what to do. So what he did was he, he spoke Christian leaders um, around the country and Christian politicians and said, look, this is my issue. I need help. And uh, a lot of people therefore went to visit him. And um, 
and that's created a, a bit of a movement that um, actually some of the news uh, knew about, started to hear about this. And that meant that um, all these corrupt people had to stop uh, persecuting him because uh, it all came to light. And um, and I, I, I then connected with him on Facebook and started sharing his story so that uh, it was kind of more visible. And um, I know a lot of people who went, my brother was a politician, went, a friend of mine went, uh, and they, they kind of went to support. And, and it was amazing to see how him speaking out and, and defending this uh, this poor lady who's been abused um, actually at the end had an amazing change. And um, so I'd like to share a quote from um, this guy who's called Brian Stevenson, who wrote a book called Just Mercy, which is an amazing book and it's really worth um, reading. And um, sorry, with my Zoom, I can't read the first bit of the slide. An absence of compassion. Sorry, I'll have to move to this. Sorry. An absence of compassion can corrupt the decency of a community, a state, a nation. Fear and anger can make us vindictive and abusive unjust and unfair until we all suffer from the absence of mercy and we condemn ourselves as much as we victimize others. I believe it's necessary to recognize that we all need mercy, we all need justice, and perhaps we all need some measure of unmerited grace. And I love, I love his work, um, I love what he does, and he, he says an absence of compassion can corrupt the decency of a community, a state, a nation. And, and uh, Brian Stevenson works, again, helping uh, people who, who are un unjustly put in prison and he helps them come out and he's an amazing, amazing person. And again, he's someone who prophetically speaks out against something that's wrong. He's someone who speaks out against injustice and does something about it. Uh, and he says um, that when the fact that we let these things happen and not speak out is, is out of a lack of compassion, a lack of love. Um, and, and that really moves me to say, well, actually, if I love the people around me, if I love the world we live in, then I need to speak out as much as others do. So I'd like us just to think, what are, what are the things that uh, we feel we need to speak out about? What are things that really, really bother you? What are things that really um, move you? What are things that... You feel, well, this needs to change. This is wrong in the world. This has to be different. Um, because sometimes, and I'm not saying always, but sometimes um, those things that we are really passionate about are the things that God might be calling us to speak out, to do something, to, to act, um, to defend that cause. Um, and I personally have quite a few things that um, I'm quite passionate about. One is following those conversations with uh, Marcelo Neira, is, is sex slavery around the world and um, in Argentina is a bit more obviously than here and um, and it's something we, we need to fight and and to to be advocates and to be praying about um, and the other thing that that really um, bothers me is is when people stop connecting with church and and with God because of issues with uh, the religious leaders nowadays and and maybe I'm part of that as well and uh, maybe some people might have stopped going to church because of an issue with me. Um, 
but that's something that it really really bothers me and that's something that i pray about and i fight about and i try and journey with people who 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 kind of have these issues because it just feels so unfair that people would stop uh, wanting to love and worship god because of issues with human leaders and uh, i'm going to ask milku to join us now um and i'm going to ask milku what what are the things that you are passionate about what are the things that bother you milku oi <laughs> yeah there are many that i'm maybe possibly not even able to speak about yet um but like human trafficking and sex slavery but also like the way we get our clothes and the way western society exists by exploiting lots of other countries are things that are more and more kind of stirring within me year by year um and like i'm seeking ways to engage with those issues more um in my life so i would say that's definitely one but i think for me like i'm i would define being passionate more like through the positive so like i'm passionate about discipling and i'm really passionate about walking alongside people um especially like kind of student age group people where they are really searching for what to do with life and who god is and what what god is calling them in their lives like to walk alongside those people and like help them in their journey i'm really passionate about supporting them and and seeing them find god and seeing them find who god is calling them to be and to do so yeah brilliant thanks amilko uh, um i'm just going to share a, a last slide now um and it's again brian stevenson who is an amazing guy to to look into please if when you have time look into what he has to say and um look into what what he he has said i know these these phrases are, are too long and it goes against how i do powerpoint and how i teach how you have to do powerpoint um but he he says he says this amazing phrase and and and, and please um don't look at it as uh, something judgmental but, but as something that will help us to to act, actually be advocates and and prophetic in in how we speak out against injustice and he says finally i've come to believe that the true measure of our commitment to justice the character of our society our commitment to the rule of law fairness and equality cannot be measured by how we treat the rich the powerful the privileged and the respected among us the true measure of our character is how we treat the poor the disfavored the accused the incarcerated and the condemned we are all implicated when we allow other people to be mistreated we are all implicated when we allow other people to be mistreated and what jesus is doing is is basically and simply um saying there's an injustice here these people are taking advantage of my people who are coming to worship and this is wrong and we need to stop this and he's doing something about it he's speaking out and he knows there's there's a cost to it and he's still willing to to speak out and to put things right um and i i'd like us to get out of of this passage 
maybe that same passion, that same courage, that same prophetic aspect to our, our, our faith and say, we want to be people who speak out. We want to see injustice and do something about it. And obviously, as we see the world, it's overwhelming to see the amount of injustices there is. It's overwhelming to see the, the amount of difficulties there is. But maybe choose one thing, one thing you feel God might be calling you to do, one thing you feel um, might be the, the thing that God most um, is moving you. Maybe one thing, it's the thing that um, that is really being stirred in your heart and, and just uh, try and join that fight. It might be by praying. It might be by uh, signing petitions. It might be by speaking out. It might be by supporting a charity. It can be so many ways. It might be by acting and helping out in that area. But let's think of one thing. What's the one thing that when you hear uh, that's happening in the world, your heart is really stirred and your mind says, this is wrong. This can't continue. I'm going to do something about it. So let's pray now together. And let's think of the one thing you, you want to do this week and the next few months, or maybe the next few years in your life, maybe the next few, few decades. Pick a fight. Don't fight everything. Pick one fight and see what God will do through that. Let's pause and pray.